Hi, I'm Jim Clemmer, author, speaker, and workshop retreat leader. Firing on all cylinders, the service quality system for high-powered corporate performance. I wrote the book when I was a senior executive with the Achieve Group, a training and consulting firm that I co-founded. The book is based on extensive research and consulting work with hundreds of major organizations. A series of book excerpts aimed at helping you understand how top service quality performers understand their customers' expectations. Learn to listen to our customers. Bob Waterman, in his book The Renewal Factor, put it this way, Listening, really listening, is tough and grinding work, often humbling, sometimes distasteful. It's a fairly sure bet that you won't like the lion's share of what you hear. Well, how can it get any simpler? What could be more obvious? Find out what your customer wants across all three rings of perceived value and establish a continually improving organization working to exceed those expectations. But talk about common sense rarely being put into common practice. As with good nutrition and exercise, we know what needs to be done. It's actually making a disciplined habit of doing it that's so tough. Service quality can be defined only through the eyes of your customers. You need to develop your priorities, measurements, resource allocations, and the like from the outside in. Developing a highly customer-focused organization with high customer satisfaction and loyalty demands a heavy amount of listening. You know you should be regularly listening to your customers, but are you? And how are your customers' perceptions treated? Are they seen as facts or as misguided, uninformed opinions? Your customers' perceptions are facts, whether or not they match your own. When dealing with the subjective areas of quality and service, the only perceptions that matter are your customers. Listening sharpens your edge. If you're determined to increase your organization's performance through higher service quality, you have no choice but to get very close to your customers. Your organization needs to become hypersensitive to your customers' needs and expectations. Top service quality providers make every attempt to understand their customers' world and speak their language. Intensive listening keeps them in touch and in tune with their customers, and that pushes them to become more user-friendly. We all know organizations that aren't, their customers are expected to speak the organization's language. They have their own secret code of acronyms and buzzwords that sound like some foreign tongue. And to the customer, it is. Effective customer listening helps you to use resources better. You can probably think of two or three organizations you've done business with that expend enormous time, energy, and money to provide you with services you don't want. That's one of the key reasons high service quality providers have lower costs all of which is telling us again and again that we have to listen to our customers. And to my mind, there are two ways we must do that, through external customer listening and internal customer listening. First, let's look at external customer listening. There are a multitude of ways to listen naively, continually, and systematically to your customers. And you need to use them all as extensively and frequently as possible if you're going to keep up with the dizzying pace of change among your customers. Top service quality performers use the following methods in dozens of variations. How many are you using? First, close up and personal. 
the simplest way to listen to your customers is to meet them face-to-face -face and ask them what they look for in your type of product or service. There really is nothing like getting out on the front serving lines and hearing the candid comments from customers. Second, market research. This tends to be a fairly rigorous and in-depth method. It can help you get a handle on emerging markets you may want to identify and serve or stay abreast of the markets you're currently serving. Third, focus groups and advisory panels. These come in all sizes and varieties. They may be combined with market research, service quality team visits, surveys, and face-to-face -face listening. Customer focus groups can provide invaluable feedback and guidance on designs, standards, typical expectations, pricing, styles, trends, and more. Fourth, customer surveys. This method is becoming as popular as dieting programs and too often as effective. Many customer surveys are poorly designed and give back biased or just plain useless information. Effective customer surveys are used in conjunction with focus groups or interviews that help start the effort with a blank sheet of paper. Customers tell you which attributes are important and the relative importance of each for every product, service, and market segment. Fifth, customer hotlines. The Service Edge newsletter calls the toll-free 800 telephone number one of the most frequently used and most effective methods for staying in touch with customers. Getting executives to listen regularly to calls is also an excellent way to help them keep both feet on the ground. Sixth, customer complaints. Considering that less than 5% of your unhappy customers complain, your first goal is to dramatically increase your complaints to get your unhappy customers telling you rather than 10 to 16 of your current or potential customers. Effective recovery from service quality problems can go a long way toward winning back customers. But knowing the relative value customers give to your organization's products and service attributes becomes critical in sorting out the vital few complaints from the trivial many. Seventh, team visits. Increasingly, intact teams are visiting their customers and seeing how their products or services are used. This approach is effective especially for production teams and the many administrative support teams that work below the external customer's line of visibility. During those visits, teams get a better understanding of where their work fits into the overall service quality chain. But, you may be thinking, it costs a lot of money and downtime to send those people out there. You're right. And what is the cost of not sharpening your axis? But, you may be tempted to respond, we're no different from anybody else. Exactly. Eighth, user groups and conferences. This method of staying close to customers is used extensively in the computer business. A growing number of companies are sponsoring customer conferences and educational events as a way not only to provide enhanced service, but also to listen to customers. And those eight ideas are ways to engage in what I've called external customer listening. The other side of this, of course, is internal customer listening. A team-based, upside-down organization that has broad involvement and continuous improvement is built on volunteerism. Management's job is to serve those who are actually doing the work. The teams and their members are the internal customers of management and support staff groups. But this common sense view is seldom common practice.
Four Seasons' John Sharp makes an important point about internal customer listening. Listening attentively is perhaps the highest form of respect one person can pay another, he says. It tells our employees we value their opinion, and we do. If you really believe people are our most precious resource, how long, hard, and frequently do you actively listen to your people? If management doesn't show a genuine interest in helping them, then why should they be interested in helping the organization improve service quality? If you're going to listen, be prepared to act on what you hear, because asking the questions raises expectations that something will be done. Listening and not visibly and fairly quickly responding is worse than not listening. And to finish this section on customer listening, here are a few of the most common listening pitfalls and traps to look out for. First, don't just listen to your satisfied or friendly customers. Be sure you get a balance of unhappy and dissatisfied ones as well. Second, don't become overly reliant on just a few listening channels. You may be getting an incomplete picture. Third, remember this marketing truism. We don't really buy the drill, we buy the hole it will give us. Get close to your customers and work together to find solutions to their problems. And finally, it should go without saying, but it has to be said. Act on what your customers tell you. If you don't, you will miss golden opportunities and your customers and your people will stop talking to you. The legendary industrialist Andrew Carnegie once said, as I grow older, I pay less attention to what people say I just watch what they do.